Live from Dreerber, this is the Locktoon Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Mel. We have a very special episode for you today. Mel, who did we just talk to? We talked to the beloved Moira Quirk, narrator of the Locktoon series. That's right. That's right. We talked to Moira Quirk, a true queen, who told us all about her gym teachers, a mug, a pig, and honestly, so much more. It is such a fun conversation that we had. And real quick, if you want to support the pod, check out our website at locktoonpod.com for some sweet stickers and pins. And of course, check out other Locktoon creators and artists at locktoonpod.com slash fan merch. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Maura Quirk. Hello. Hi. How are you? We're good. And where are you? Where are you both? I'm in Washington, D.C. And I'm in New York. I'm in Brooklyn. Oh my God, so you're both cool. <laughs> Where I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Where are you? I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. That's extra like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're like a triumvirate of coolness. <laughs> We're so completely pumped that you agreed to do this. I don't know if you know of your sort of exalted, beloved status within the fandom. I do see. I'm so terrible. I, I have such a, um, a a fear and hatred and also curiosity about Twitter. And now we're in the middle of oh, yeah. this. And I kind of feel like, was I justified? You were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And so I, and I, I feel like I don't join in social media I'm such an analog person I really Mm -hmm. was born in the wrong time but I do sometimes see nice things about the law (laughs) (laughs) and I go oh that's good it's working yes we feel very honored that you agreed to do this with us we're so excited I'm a very shy extrovert and try person I don't know so but I don't know you just got me at the right time and I'm like, yeah yeah I'll do that <laughs> so at the beginning of our podcast I always tell a joke I think they're pretty funny sometimes they're not but Amy always okay. laughs and it's nice all right so this is for both of you what did Yanthi say when Harrow and Gideon propositioned her for a threesome of course. I have always thrived as a third. Oh my god. Did Warwick just guess it? <laughs> Amy, we planned that. That was for you. That was a gift for you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Also, that was amazing to hear Andy's voice like not in the book. Oh my god. This is I like, know. Yanthi is my favorite voice of the whole series. So I had to tell an Yanthi joke so that Moira Crip could actually like do it for us. Yes. I really appreciate that. I can die happy. <laughs> That's love. You just had this love, love happen for you. <laughs> That's my friend Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's jump in. I think our first question was just can you walk us through the process of recording an audiobook we have no idea how it's done sure my my own personal process i speak for no one else <laughs> is these these books are done through recorded books the mm-hmm. publishers in in new york i had done one series of three for them before this book and and they just email me I still have not met them I've only met them by email I haven't even spoken to them on the phone (laughs) wow those viewers at home you can see me making the old timey telephone Uh, (laughs) only somebody from gen x would do (laughs) I made my hand into a banana (laughs) I haven't even talked to them and they just said we have a book would you would you be available to record it and I said sure yeah so I, I sort of flicked through it and the first page I saw was Harrow asks Gideon something and Gideon replies yop and I (laughs) oh I can do this Um, so the answer was yes so and then I'll just get given the manuscript I will 
generally have I mean you have to read it uh, maybe there's people who don't read the manuscript beforehand but that's madness uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you know and I, I write my notes and my character information and then the next step is going in and recording it so it's kind of like cold reading but kind of not and I will normally at this studio where I recorded Gideon that's sort of like a six hour day with you know mm-hmm. a spot of lunch uh, <laughs> wow yes so it's a long it's a long day it's 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 a lot it's its own thing you have to be powerful to get through I'm and I'm generally quite tired and very hungry at the end of the day which is makes no sense because I've just been sitting on my duff for the day but I always do drive home going my god I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you just keep doing it till it's done <laughs> I'm tired just reading these books, so I can't imagine how you actually feel narrating them. It's a lot to keep track of. These books were different as well because... (sighs) Did you see Tenet? Yeah. All right. Do you remember that part when... Is it... What's her name? She's French and she's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and she comes in and she goes... It is best not to question why. Just go with it. <laughs> and that was kind of my mantra for these Tenet talks. has a similar vibe. It's like... Yeah. What like, is you happening? just go, I get it. Okay. Got it. It's, it's, I'm clear. Let's go forward. Damn it! <laughs> I don't understand. What? Why? When? How? Yes, I felt all the feelings. My husband came into the living room one time when I was just sitting there prepping and, uh, and he goes, what's that face? And I just went, this book is impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> We're curious, like, there's so many different voices in these books that you've Seriously. developed. How much creative freedom did you have for creating them? Or like, yeah, how did you figure out whose voice was going to sound like what? Ah. Oh. Yes, I have, uh, nobody talked to me about anything for this. So so it was basically just, honestly, it was just, here's a manuscript, sort out some recording days and then get back to us. Wow. So that was for book one. So yeah, my process is, I suppose I'll work it out as I talk to you. It's, I suppose it's just kind of intuitive. I mean, some characters will just sort of leap out at you sometimes I'm sort of creating them from whole cloth sometimes I'm using people as sort of my archetypes Mm. sometimes I'm doing like I'm not an impressionist but Mm. I'll think of sort of characteristics and quirks and quiddities of, of people and sort of make them my own but it's not like being in a play when you're that one person on stage playing that one because you it's it is a sort of a feat of logistics i think there are books where you don't really require characters you're basically letting the speech attributes do the work i don't often mm-hmm. get books like that but there's certainly i've certainly done a few and then there's others where i kind of feel like Yes, it was once a book, but now this is an audio drama and I just have to play everyone. And the logistics are sometimes what can I do with my voice without destroying it? How do I play Mm. this character but make them different enough in an auditory way that you can tell them apart like sometimes I got given a book where it was like 15 Scottish policemen and (laughs) that was just hell but but you are thinking about like honestly I think in this book for Corona Beth because you know I kind of know the pitch of my voice and I just went well she's just got to be lower Mm -hmm. and so the creativity came from dealing with those parameters and mm-hmm. so I I just had to make her lower how's she going to be lower and and be tits and teeth and kind of 
<laughs> well, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> not that you not that you need to hear that from us, yeah. but <laughs> for this third book that I just did, I don't know we'll go too much into it. Some people might not have read it and we don't want to be spoily, do we? <laughs> oh, we spoil everything. <laughs> we have big disclaimers at the beginning, so you can say anything that you want. For Nona I, I did, because it had been a while since I'd done Harrow and Gideon. And a character came in, Our Lady of the Passion. Uh-huh. Pash. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did have a moment of panic of just like, who? Have I done her before? <laughs> was she in the other books? Was she a different name? <laughs> and it was true terror. And I just, because, you know, everybody has... Their name, their nickname, their pet name, their subriquet, their nom de yep. plume, their alias, yep. their pseudonym. Uh, <laughs> their... So, I, was, were they somebody else? And I, I actually, I had to use my Jeff at Recorded Books, lovely. And I had to <laughs> ask him. I said, I've got some questions. Have has she been in the book before? And I felt like <laughs> such a moron for having to ask. And Tamsin Muir replies to them. And it's like I have an interlocutor. So, and they, um, <laughs> and they replied, "No, you haven't seen her before. She's new." And by the by, I'd always imagined Judith as French, not Judith. <laughs> um, Captain, yeah, we suffer. Yes. We suffer. Thank you. Oh, oh fair dues. So, made made them French because you know it's like having a request. <laughs> That is amazing that you just said that because what I said to Amy before you hopped on was if we have time, I really just want to ask why we suffer as French. Yeah. Why is we you... suffer French? I have that question too. <laughs> um, and yet... But she's going to be French always. Like in my head, we suffer will yeah. always we be suffer, French. We'll always be French and sort of, yeah, just over it. I mean, I really did imagine her with a pack of Galois and just a sang <laughs> Definitely. And, and Pash actually ended up being, you asked about how you come up with characters. Pash is sort of, when they talked about her thighs, I had a gym teacher who was all thighs. <laughs> and she was amazing. I won't say her name. but And then I had another gym mistress who, oh God, she was just... She was a bit desperate thinking about it now. And so Pash is actually a combination of my two gym mistresses. Wow. One of whom used to, she used to follow me. And this was in the heart of the East Midlands. So she has a like dead, nasty, like late 80s Leicester accent. Because that's what, right then, ladies. <laughs> right then, I know that it's 10 after, you know, it's 10 below, but we're all playing netball. <laughs> she was, and, and, and she was, she was great. But, but, oh my God, you would, yeah, she was, she was a force of nature. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's what she was. So that's, that's my, um. That's an amalgam of my two gym mistresses. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And that's for me. Sometimes I give myself a lollipop Uh and and that was, that was entirely for me. I don't care about the readership (laughs) or the listenership. (laughs) I I have to have my jollies somewhere and that's. You got to have fun. Yeah. And also I don't normally, you don't normally use Leicester because it's a really ugly accent. <laughs> you know, your mouth on a latch. Yeah, did you watch EastEnders last night? It was really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's where, I, that's where I got brought up. Clearly, I left. Yeah. <laughs> I would never have known, like, what accent specifically that was. So this no. is great to know. No. Yeah, you're talking to just two East Coaster Americans here. <laughs> we were talking, Mel and I talk all the time about how with Harrow the Ninth, it should have been... I mean, you were narrating the book with Gideon's voice, kind of, but not so much Gideon's voice that it was immediately obvious yeah and we're always like how did you ride that line because yeah yes, it gosh you're reminding me of that 
awful brain tease that I went through. That that might have been another time in the living room that my husband walked in and went, <laughs> what's that face? Um, <laughs> yes, because, I mean, probably like everybody else, uh, I think I think I went over my notes and I've just got up in bold, who is narrating? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Um, and, yeah, and then once I worked it out, then because it's a surprise, but the audiobook is a different experience. So I, I tried to give it just enough because it has to also be truthful because I think the listener would mm-hmm. be super angry if if I had just read like a narrator and then at the end it was like, <laughs> hey, bozos, it's me. Um, you would have been, I'd been lied to. <laughs> That's not correct. And also, I mean, it, it happens again in Nona where there's also... Right. Like second person narration, but only he said mm-hmm. he walked, right. and then he said there's just like little snippets like that. So yeah, so there's once again, it's 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 an it's rare for second person to last that long, but it's so I found it so delightful once I got it. It's very, I bet you Tamsin Muir is a big Wilkie Collins fan. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I think just because of that sort of old, well, because it wasn't he the first sort of murder mystery who done it kind of. Um, yeah, it's very murder mystery. We're all in the room, mm. and now I'm explaining everything that you did. That's sort of where I hear second mm-hmm. person. Then you took the jeweled scabbard and plunged it <laughs> with wild <laughs> abandon, murderously. Yes. Not kindly, but murderously. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's sort of... It, it, yes, she, she keeps you on your toes. Does it? So, well, it's exciting that that worked to you. It was too. great. Oh, my God. Oh, it's perfect. like we talk about it all the time. Okay. It's a pure genius. Do you, yeah. Did you sort of guess that and then at the end go, vindicated? <laughs> Amy and I have different experiences. I... I didn't know for most of the book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the very end that I started putting it together. I feel like you, Amy, like came in with much stronger kind of ideas or theories. Well, there was one moment where Gideon says, or the narrator says, you were such a little bitch when you were angry. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. There were like, there were clues. Yeah. <laughs> away. What a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely some some bones thrown throughout. Yes. But yeah. the big reveal was still exciting. So, yes. Also, do you listen to the audiobooks like once they're done? No. Or is that weird? No. I'm sorry. No. Have you ever listened to your audiobook of any of these? Books? I hear my audiobooks if I'm doing a series. And I have mm. to get character references to remind me for the next book in the series. But do I sit right. down and crack open and just go, hmm, let's listen to eight hours of me today. No, no, I do not do that. I do not. My friend, my friend, um, he's a director of mine and for audio, audio plays for the BBC. And he's very, he's very old school and. He asked, I, I think we asked, we go, Martin, do you, do you enjoy, do you ever watch anything that you've done? And he goes, God, no. And he goes, but there was an actor, I'll, I'll email you later if I can remember who it was, but it was just like this old guy. And he goes, he was asked the same question. He goes, oh God, yes, of course I do. I go through the radio <laughs> times and go, look, there's me. And I sit down and turn on the telly with a good glass of whiskey and go, well, here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, that would not be me. It would not be me, but I laugh my pants off. And I, I, I'm, <laughs> I always make tell me that story because it just makes me laugh so hard. So, no, I, I do not sit down with, with titles of my own. Also, because I'm busy, I'm, I'm trying to get on to the next project. Yeah. No room for the grass to grow. We were wondering how, how, like, when do you get the record? Like, when do you record for the book that's about to come out? Is it, like, right beforehand? 
Oh, gosh, I'd have to look at my calendar. No, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of times when you get what's called a crash title and it's like, can you do this? Here's the manuscript. We need it two weeks ago. Go. <laughs> but generally, everyone's everyone's always seems to be on a deadline. It's It's odd and frustrating. Recorded books... Not so much. I really, I, I en enjoy them a good deal. And they have a thing. It's very curious and rare, but they actually have uh, their own pronunciations department. I think it's two guys in some building in New York being given lists of pronunciations from readers. And that is their job. And um, wow. they like things done just so. But they do such a service. I mean, these, huh. and it was very fortunate with, with these books. And, oh, I get to explain this now. So I did that, I sent in my pronunciation request. Because with fantasy, it's generally yeah. quite an extensive list. And, and things can be, things can be pronounced in a variety of ways. Like mm. one time I did a book where there was a character and I definitely would have said Iphigenia because that's how my classics teacher would have said it. <laughs> but, but he wanted Iphigenia. That's what the hmm. author wanted. Interesting. I found that hateful, but, <laughs> you know, you do what you do. So I sent in my quite extensive list and I got it back and I went, huh, curious to a couple of them. Like, like I had... Harrowhark, it was written with the A with the little hat on it. See, I'm clever like that. I call it an A with a hat on it. It's probably got a name, but it's A with a little hat. <laughs> um, which makes it an A. Hera so they had it as Harrowhawk, and I went, oh, God, that's going to really trip me up. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't happy about it. And what I would have said, Protesilaus, was Protesilaus, and it said in brackets, sick. Not like it was cool, but, you know, sick. <laughs> and uh, and once again, I went, huh, curious. And uh, just got on with my day and, and said it that way. And I think perhaps it was later that I looked at the top and it said, all pronunciations from the author. And that a little after that, I went, oh, she's from New Zealand. They absolutely transcribed her New Zealand accent. So... Like, oh. to the American ear, what I would have just said, it would have been, I'm sure Tamsin just saying, Harrowhawk. <laughs> That's so true. And they wrote it down that way, and I just went, it's Harrowhawk. Uh, like, like, like my Midlandsy way, Harrowhawk. Um, <laughs> and Protessa uh, Laos, I'm sure it was, but it's got that extra Kiwi diphthong, Protessa Laos. That's what they wow. transcribed. So, listeners, I'm not a moron. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just using transcribed New Zealand accent. It's kind of adorable. So these two people in New York are the ones who like work with the author to figure out how to pronounce. I suppose they do. I mean, I've never sat down for a cup of tea and a chat with them. I don't think they have time, <laughs> but yeah. I just imagine them in the, in an old fashioned room with with like reams of paper and their hair stuck up on end, just <laughs> transcribing away. Yeah. Wow. On flimsy. That is wild. On <laughs> flimsy. <laughs> what is it? We don't know. <laughs> Isn't flimsy like an olden time term for shitty paper? Oh. oh. See? I learn <laughs> no. something new every day. It's actual vocabulary. I don't think it's made up. Hmm. <laughs> there you go I, yeah 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 so it sounds like you did get to just have so much creative freedom with the voices and yes. I'm curious like do you do you have a favorite you know I know the experience with mashing together your gym teachers but like do you have a favorite voice in this series um, that like just brings you so much joy to do well I I do enjoy Ianthe and she's <sighs> also based on someone <laughs> no way 
<laughs> yeah, she absolutely is. I mean, listen, I, I lived in London and I hung around with plenty of Sloan Rangers who lived on their daddy's <laughs> money. But, but, and sort of unpleasant, entitled people, which is, you know, there's, there's that aspect. But she's actually based on someone adorable. <laughs> I had done, I was doing a play and it was in Prague and one of the cast was a girl I won't say her name even though she was lovely but she was oh god she was wild she was I think she had grown up it always seemed to me she'd grown up on a country estate that was down at heel and she used to like she loved horses and like she rode bareback she would talk about there's nothing more wild than riding bareback and she was super attractive with long blonde hair in that but in that way that was not not like a not barbie-ish or not sort of american newscaster but in a way that was just free and just she could have been in like in a french experimental film um <laughs> and uh so but just just iconically um weird but beautiful and I love that combination and yeah. so we're in Prague and my friend and I just stopped in at her room and we went oh what are you doing and she was just doing a bit of crafting she was cutting up magazines and pasting them into a book and making you know making some art I mean there was Prague to see but she was in her hotel room <laughs> doing weird. that and we went oh so uh cool and then we we looked over and we said oh what's that she goes yeah I went shopping today and there was a big there was a big department store there and we went oh and you got you got that and it was a mug and a toy pig those were the things that she bought you know a grown-ass woman and uh we went when she goes yeah I went I went to the department store and we so is it is it a good place to go and she just looked so thoughtful and she went hmm well if you wake up in the morning and you say I need a mug and a toy pig then yes yes it's a really good place to go <laughs> and that was the thing. And I mean, of course, wow, that has stuck with me for my life. Oh my god! Um, and so, yeah, so, so, and I just, I just, yeah, you know, thing. I just wanted her to just to be loose and just, yeah. yeah, and and that voice just popped in because it's just mad. Yeah, oh my and she's. God. she's She's all the things, Iante. I mean, you want to love her, you shouldn't, but you just want to so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a huge fan favorite. Anyway, so that there's a story of uh, there's the story of Iante. That, that's uh, and those wow. are sorts of and then other times it's just like, oh him. Well, he can be from I don't know Warwick, and he'll <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Would your voice get hoarse after doing crux for a bit? Oh my god! I have to be careful. Yeah, truthfully, I do have to be a little careful about that. Yeah, yeah. Crux. Uh, I what a I die laughing every time. He's yeah. He's a nasty piece of work. It's fun to have a nasty piece of work though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) On a similar note, was there a scene that you really loved to do, or that was particularly difficult, or one that really kind of stuck out? Gosh, one that was difficult. I think probably in Gideon, this always happens. Dinner parties are a little tricky. Mm. Just the logistics <laughs> of of dinner parties. A lot of people. I mean, I didn't have anything like having to go from Scottish to Irish. That always blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> but just, yeah, just working out and just hoping that if you do need to leave a pause, that they're going to edit it well. Because sort mm. of that's not in your hands entirely. Because I have, I have heard back. See, maybe I am a liar. I have heard back a scene and just went, "Oh my god, why did you leave such massive spaces between <laughs> the dialogue?" Now it sounds 
just like everyone's on quaaludes and that was <laughs> not what I wanted at all yeah so you know you want to the pacing is important yeah wow I had never yeah. thought about but of course yeah dinner party first of thousands and there's you know there's a fair few yeah this is not a little um uh quiet chamber piece that's there's a fair number and they go away and come back i mean if if i do end up i mean i would have to be invited to do these books but say i were to finish up the uh tetralogy shall we say then uh <laughs> yeah that'll oh god it'll be a lot of homework <laughs> remembering everyone yeah you know if there's like ever if they ever turn this into an animated series you're gonna have to play every single character because (laughs) your voice has just become these characters for everyone tell my agent that and (laughs) it would be it would be really super fun as an animated series yeah 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 we talk about that a lot do you when you're when you're dreaming yes every day I was curious, you know, these books are pretty long. I think Gideon is like a 20 hour book and Harrow is like even longer. And so how many, like you talked about six hour sessions, but like how long does it actually take to kind of end to end actually record a book that long? And is there anyone in the space with you or is it just like you in the studio and then you like send off your recordings? Here's the thing. I'm, I'm a bit of a holdout and a bit of an old timer that I insist on having a studio with an with an engineer and and so far no one's denied me or if they have um then I don't do it (laughs) (laughs) nice I'm sort of at that point no no not for me not yet I mean (laughs) I imagine there will be a time that I have to submit but not yet (laughs) MFers. <laughs> so I turn up. I'm a pretty efficient reader. So this is basically going to be a feat of mathematics and just your basic, whatever. Yeah, basic, basic maths. I turn up <laughs> and I generally knock out if I'm doing a long session, say nine till six with time for lunch and a cup of tea. I'll knock out about four hours. So just divide wow. it that way. Wow. If I weren't an efficient reader, I don't know if this would be the game for me. I don't know. I'm a terribly <laughs> patient person. But, yeah, I'm a pretty good cold reader and pretty efficient and, and get through that. And so, yeah, so just multiply. If I'm at a different studio where we have a we knock off a bit sooner, yeah, maybe I'll just do three, three and a half hours in a shorter session. Yeah. So that's like... I think these books are what, like 20 to 25 hours. So that's like. Yeah. So just divide. Yeah. There you go. Five plus (laughs) days. Yeah. Wow. That is a wild amount of work. Do you record on consecutive days? My preference is to do three days and then a break. Mm. I've had a mad year this year. It's actually quieted down because I also do. You know, I do video games and animation and audio mm-hmm. plays and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so I have a, had a couple of days where I had 19 days, took a day off, did 17 days, took a day off. And wow. That was oh, hard on mama. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So that there are, I, I, I do try and be very careful with my voice and then I'm gargling in my steamer and just doing all of that stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah wow I, I had a scare a couple of years ago where I just wrecked my voice on a video game then did mm. uh, a book right after it as I also had a cold because there was a deadline to be met Oy. yeah and I think I think now don't don't tell the publishers but if they say you have a deadline and I say I have a cold well I'm afraid the cold's going to win out no more of that because it was very frightening. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. reasonable. I feel it's reasonable that yeah. I, I, I am a human being after all. You can't force <laughs> me into the booth and whip me as I. Yeah, not just a voice. <laughs> I am a human being. <laughs> <laughs> 
That just reminded me that we're going to get to hear Electo's voice. I'm so excited. Yeah. I guess we kind of heard it already, but. Oh, gosh. Well, we can't get into that. Yeah. There's much to be debated. (laughs) Yeah, and I might have done things wrong. Like, gosh, I think, I think for Nona, because anyone who reads the first chapter will know that Pira appears. Mm -hmm. So I have to look back and go, God, did I mess that up? Do things, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah. There are, I, I have to admit to maybe um, some things that I did not anticipate. Yeah, let's put it that way. <laughs> Save face a little bit, but how's one to know? <laughs> Pira's, voice, Pira's voice does change from the end yes. of Harrow to the beginning of yes. Nona. That's entirely on purpose, Mel. I meant it. <laughs> I absolutely meant it. Yeah. I actually prefer the third book's Pura yeah, version, and that's where we get the so most good. of it. So cool. you know, <laughs> I I wanted to make Pira ambiguously European, just because mm. I think I don't know what's going to happen going forward. But everyone becomes a little, not necessarily mushy, but there's such an, a, a use of an amalgam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that becomes sort of yeah that was my brain hurt there with and and descriptions of people's faces with different voices and who's coming through and and how does it work on the page versus will that be confusing in an audiobook so I did have to sort of make some executive decisions for Nona and just go this this is for audio Mm -hmm. this is how it must work (laughs) for audio yeah, and also to stop me, you know, spinning out, spiraling <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it is a book where like people are trading oh bodies, and so like you think about like, well, if if there's someone else, but they're in someone else's body, like they would be using their vocal cords, which would mean right. But it doesn't. You can't just. It's complicated. I actually had a question about Paul because with the mashups <laughs> of Cam and Pal, you then had to create Paul. Like, what was that experience like? <laughs> I will admit right now, at this moment in time, I, I can't even remember how Paul turned out. How did Paul turn out? <laughs> Paul turned out like he, like, or they, yes. turned out like kind of Cam's voice, but just a little bit different like it was just Mm -hmm. ever so slight I mean it was brilliant it was so good Uh (laughs) um (laughs) yes because I kind of found myself as I went going through Nona that Cam couldn't sound quite the same as Harrow and Gideon (laughs) nor could Palamides so there was a movement, I hope, in their voices as there was that uh, that happening. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so that'll, yeah. Oh, my God, you're hearing. <laughs> are you hearing it? Just like my brain exploding. There was, there was, yeah. But it's good to be challenged. It's good to be challenged. I can't imagine how difficult it is. And also, do you know the whole arc of the series no, going into No, it? I do not. I do not. I do not. I should have been sat down and everything explained <laughs> to me that would have been fair. But no, <laughs> I have been treated thus. It is an outrage. <laughs> yeah. So I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to read Harrow like three times to understand what was going on. So like the fact that you were able to create all of these, like really like I don't know, bring these characters into reality for so many people, not even fully probably grasping the whole thing. It's just like really impressive. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, Gideon, I was reading it and just going, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> and then it, it sort of, I kind of sort of just went, just relax. This is a country house murder. This is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This totally. is, and once I sort of calmed down, 
then then it it did become more fun for me and and once again the tenet just just let it be yeah. uh, <laughs> just let it lie do not do not poke do not prod just keep going then the process became a little easier harrow harrow was trickier just because it's purposefully abstruse uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh no no was just its own thing <laughs> yeah they're totally. all totally different what will electo be who knows who knows <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah i will be as surprised as you and probably after i finish recording i'll go oh oh i should have yeah that that'll be a drive home of shoulda coulda woulda yeah <laughs> So don't blame me, listeners. <laughs> Be kind. I'm only human. There we are. Well, we love every every second of the audiobooks. They are so good. And we'd love to also know, is is there anything else that you do that we could check out? Your other work? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, yes. I, 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 <laughs> if you're a gamer, then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of several games if you if you like star wars i'm part of star wars the old republic oh well there you go oh so cool yeah (laughs) what character are you i play in star wars the old republic my first character was uh ilara dawn Uh, oh my gosh she's and she's all about yeah she's from the she's from the the bad side defects Uh and uh, it's all about paperwork but falls in love i think they have a, a romance Mm-hmm. You can you can follow a romance line, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> there's, and then Aaron Lanier, I started a couple of years ago, or just before COVID started, and then did a few sessions, you know, from my home while everyone was white knuckling it through COVID. Um, uh-huh. I know it's still here, everybody, but you know what I mean. The <laughs> darkest depths yeah. of it when we. <laughs> We all really got to know the nooks and crannies of our very own homes and whether we loved our families or not. Indeed. And uh, yes, we do. We, we, we all get along famously, my family. Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, Destiny. I play the Exo Stranger. Oh, cool. Which and, and my daughter, God bless her, she's a big Destiny gamer she's a bit of a gamer girl and uh, so she explains what i do <laughs> she goes mom mom this is what you're doing here and i go oh okay then well, that's gonna make sense now i must sound really clueless so cool. that i do all these things that i don't understand uh, um, but for those you do it so well though yeah i just um uh, I, I i'm an educated person but you never know uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I walk into those sessions and the first 10 minutes of them are the director explaining the law to me again. and Because, you know, I'm only one part of, one cog mm-hmm. in that whole thing. I'm trying to think what, I, and I've been working on a game for several years that uh, a couple of them, but I'm always under non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk about that. Oh. Maybe we'll oh, revisit no. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep an eye out. And you can, yeah. you can find things on like BBC Radio and animation that I do. And oftentimes you'll hear me. I, I seem to have a, a good stock in trade playing uh, BBC reporters in the background of TV and films that you watch. Oh, yeah. oh. like cool. I'm trying to think what the last <laughs> what the last TV report maybe for the Eternals. Oh. So like I, I'll do like BBC reports that style reporter. Yes. Cool. Thing. One second to last question: Does your did your daughter read the Locked Tomb series? She has not. Or listened to it? She has not. But she just uh, actually just last night she said, "Mom, did you know? Do you do the Locked Tomb series?" And I said, <laughs> "I said, yeah, yeah, I do do that." And uh, she goes, "Yeah, Ivy said that uh, that y- you do that." And I said, yeah, I do do that. She, goes, she said, you got good press. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, I, I have them if, if you if you want. And she's like, no. But she would not like, she, it's just too many hours of her mother in her ears. It just would be weird. That makes because sense. Because they always hated it. I have two daughters 
And my favourite thing in the world was story time. And, uh, you know, and I would sit down and, and look at these children. How, how fortunate to have a professional voiceover <laughs> artist and storyteller reading them. Sto- and they were having none of it. I would, I would sit Gosh. down and I'd go, that's Mrs. McTats and her 49 cats. And they would, <laughs> they would tap me on the, they would tap me on the arm and go, no, mama, no, mama, no voice, <laughs> no voices, mama. Oh my, and I just, oh my God, you mean I have to sit here and read this pile of books? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would have to read all these books just like, as they would say, plain. Just read it plain because they just they couldn't be having it. That is too funny. Wow. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I am too. Wow. I was also slightly angered. Yes, I love them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. come on, you kids. Know. This is my practice time. This is a lot of books. I've read them a thousand times. <laughs> Let me get my jollies. Yes. Wow. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> Maybe someday, someday they'll come up to you and they'll say, actually, can you read this in all your voices? I hope they also back up into me and sit in my lap full grown, <laughs> both of them <laughs> as I do it. That would be that would be great. They're both they're both bigger than me now. I'm there's not much of me. Well, there is wide wise now, but um yes. They're they're they lord it over me the pair of them oh my goodness well you'll be happy to hear that we we do have some things that we would love for you to say in some voices oh okay then is it it. is it dog and pony show time let's see if i can remember (laughs) you might oh god it's not too we're not asking anything too complex okay it's all hair it's harrow's voice right it's It's actually we've we've written a whole dinner party and we would like you to just (laughs) do it on the spot (laughs) let's go go ahead (laughs) we actually tweeted out a request that we wanted people to let us know what they wanted harrow to say to gideon at the very end of electo the ninth okay and we wanted to ask you to to read i think what two two things in harrow's voice if you're up for it of course let me chat them so you can actually that's one okay i don't understand that one either i don't it's a I'll meme. Ex- I'll explain it later. <laughs> oh, I'll explain it later. Here's the thing. I never got <laughs> any of the memes. I think <laughs> I said I am analog and just that whole world of social media and, and pictures with funny words. My daughter's always like shoving them in my face with her phone about like three inches from my head. Look at this. And I just go, no, I don't have my glasses on. It's just a blur. And, uh, and, and I don't. Yes. Ha ha. Very funny. Let me get on with my life. And so these all just went over the top of my head. That just makes me sound like such an old timey curmudgeon. Yeah, the kids with their their memes in there. Yeah. So I okay. I'm to read this first one with the confusing grammar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See if I can. Okay. Gideon, all your base are belong to us. (laughs) Oh my god. Move my cursor. Okay. Griddle. I would do anything for you, so please keep that in mind when I tell you that I have thrown away all your dirty magazines. <laughs> is that? Is that? Oh fair? my god! Wow! I think incredible. That was beautiful. I've thrown away Thank all you. your dirty magazines, but first I perused <laughs> them. Good <laughs> ideas for the she end of would. the lecture for all the cutscenes. <laughs> There's going to be all sorts of exciting gay cutscenes. <laughs> Would you like That's that? That's what the fans Some gay cutscenes. Please. Yeah. I also oh have to God. say, like, I, I went lesbian necromancers. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> what's going to happen? And then I have to. I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a straight white female. She, she, her, she, ma'am, and, uh, and. Uh, I, I I read it and I just went, oh, well, I kind of find it cool that they just got on with their lives. And it was just, I, mm-hmm. I called them, oh, they're civilian lesbians. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's- I think that's like one of the things that so many people love about these books is like it's the queerness is just kind of baked in. Yes. And it's about so much more than that. But like, yeah. So totally. lesbians, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> they t- yeah, I, I, I. I was all on for that. And I just love the, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have Gen Z kids and I'm, I'm Gen X, but Gen X, Gen X loves Gen Z. It's just like, you go, you can continue the, continue the, uh, the, the progress. Cause I, I think there's such a fine and delightful continuation of, uh, of Gen X. And, you know, some things my daughter says to me and I go, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't address totally. just address why does it matter because you know i i got brought up in an english school which was all very mm. sir and miss and you know miss miss quirk and and we were all yes girls by their yeah actually it was girls by their christian names and boys by their surnames and it was it was oh, very old school wow. and so yeah let your freak flag flying what's it matter <laughs> I, I i love i love too that that's all just baked in yeah i hope that didn't seem pandering but uh <laughs> no, not at all not at all thank you so much i we like can't say enough how grateful we are that you gave us time out of your weekend this has been such a delight it's been lovely thanks for having me and i get to see your two quite similar offices I know. Yes, I'm actually in my living room. You know, I live in New York, so <laughs> I live in I live in a box. <laughs> this is my whole room. You're seeing yeah. it. This is my bedroom in the West Wing of your house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. in the West Wing. <laughs> DC jokes. Uh, you are the best. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too. And onwards. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us for this really, really fun conversation that we had with Moira Quirk. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you're listening. We are going to start our Nona reread next week. So tune in to join us there. I'm Amy. And I'm Mel. And we'll see you next time here at the Locktoon Podcast.